0: Chapter 8 When Children Become Adults. In this chapter, we will be talking about parenting in the midlife years between 30 and 50. In this takeoff period, you will be juggling many balls. Family, work, spouse, and investments are screaming for your attention. In that season of intensity and hard work, the fast balls to fall are usually marriage and children as you continue with career and other pursuits. So, what lifestyle decisions are you currently making? Are you choosing to work 60 hours a week or to work away from home, out of town or in another country? Or perhaps you have chosen to take a long study period away from family. These decisions will have an impact on your marriage and children. The bottom line is that you are not available. Expect some candid feedback from your children about the lifestyle you have chosen. We visited a school where the outcomes of research done there revealed that parents are too busy. The teens said that their parents are too busy. The teachers agreed. If you ask your pastors, they will tell you the same thing. If you are that busy in life and cannot attend to your children, you are outsourcing your parenting. In outsourcing, firstly, personal presence and involvement is replaced by other people. In this scenario, the helper does everything for the children, including sleeping in their bedrooms so that they also do the night chores. Perhaps you take them on family holidays to take care of the children, thus minimizing your interaction with the children. Even mealtime is managed by someone else, usually in front of a TV or gadget. You forget that meal times are important family times. Secondly, you outsource by jamming your children's calendars with activities. If they're not at football, they're swimming or learning an instrument or going for tuition. These may be very helpful, but can also turn into dumping grounds to free up your weekends. You may also compensate for your absence by giving lots of gifts to your children. You hope that the children will feel better and view your absence as beneficial. Another form of outsourcing is over-reliance on taxis, school transport, and drivers. This frees up your schedule to attend to other things. Use school transport only if you really have to. Look at it this way. My wife and I invested 25 years in our children's education, including dropping and picking them from school. Depending on how many children you have and how you space them, you could take a similar time. Suppose you live life up to 85 years. What will have happened? you would have used 30% of your life on your children. Another area of outsourcing is school. You feel like you have to invest in quality education in order for your children to turn out right or get a good education. When we used to go to school for parent-teacher conferences, we would say to the teachers, thank you so much for looking after our children. You've helped them progress. You know what they told us? You don't need to thank us. Thank yourselves. Why? We work with what you give us. You can invest in a very expensive school, but if the children don't take with them the capacity to learn, they will lag behind in their studies. If you're unavailable, you will not be able to give the school the raw material they need. And what do you do when you are available? You train them, you discipline them, you read for them, they read to you, you equip them to learn, and when the teachers receive them, they are happy. The child makes good progress in school. Being present and involved with the children in the home from 5pm to 8pm is critical. That's when it all happens. That's the time to affirm, exercise authority, discipline and follow up with school matters as well as interact spiritually. The mornings and evenings are critical in family life. You need to figure out how to make it work between traffic, meetings, work and commitments. When you get home early, roll up your sleeves and get down to the business of bathing, homework Eating together, reading the Bible, praying, and putting your children to bed. That's how it's going to be for the next 15 to 20 years. It's a season, and it will pass. Eating meals together was crucial to us. We made time for breakfast and dinner. Research was done about eating meals together, and showed that families who eat five or more times a week have kids who are significantly less likely to use tobacco, alcohol, and marijuana, have a higher grade point average, less depressive symptoms, and fewer suicide attempts than families who eat together two or fewer times a week. When we eat together, it means that our relationships are being developed and in those relationships is a sense of belonging, identity, security, and confidence for the child. It translates to care. So ask yourself, how many meals are you eating together in a week? Finally, if you're going to prioritize parenting, you've got to know a few things. One is that children are a trust from God and you have got to be faithful in that trust. Secondly, it's a season that will pass. If you shall change this season, the next season will be compromised. So give your best in this season. Thirdly, you need to remember that God is your provider. You don't have to sell your soul to work and money. You need to trust God and give priority to what He gives priority to. What then is parenting all about? The real purpose of parenting is not successful children, but to prepare that child to one day stand in judgment before God. That's the ultimate purpose of parenting. It assumes that you know the Lord Jesus and are confident to stand in judgment yourself. As we grow older, our biggest concern is not the prosperity of our children. There are two things that are more important than that for us. One is that they walk with God on a day-to-day basis as they are making choices about work, dating and marriage. The second thing is that they find their purpose and serve in it. Reflection Number one What two areas in your parenting have you outsourced to others? Number two What can you do to reclaim them?